Earlier this week, my mom called me. She's a retired teacher. She lives on a pension and her investments. And like all of us, she's been very focused on news about the coronavirus. She's been watching the stock market. And she had a question for me. She asked me if she should sell all of her retirement investments, take the money, and hide it under her mattress. Now, I think she was joking about the mattress, but her question is an important one. Watching the stock market fall so quickly and buy so much is unnerving for anybody. But for those folks that are in retirement or nearing retirement, it's particularly scary. It's scary to watch your investment portfolio shrink while at the same time, you need that money to survive. Hi, my name is Rob Berger. I'm the author of Retire Before Mom and Dad, and I'm the voice behind the Dough Roller Money Podcast. And in this video, well, I wanna answer my mom's question. And I wanna do that in three ways. First, I wanna put the stock market and what it's doing right now into some perspective, because I think it can help us to make smart decisions about our money, even in a market that's frankly a bit scary. Then I wanna talk specifically about four things you can do to invest with confidence, even in difficult markets, and then finally, I'm going to share with you two free tools that can help you monitor and track your investment portfolio. Now, if you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and consider subscribing to my YouTube channel. I will be producing additional investing related and personal finance related content, particularly related to, let's be honest, the difficult times that we face today and that we'll likely face in the weeks and months to come. So let's get started. The first thing I wanna do is put this stock market into perspective. One of the things I think we can do is put blinders on and only look at the current market and it's kind of hard to avoid it. I mean, it was down a lot today. It's been down as much as 10% in a single day. Uh, and in fact, on multiple occasions in just the last week or so. And so it's very easy to think for a moment, boy, this is unprecedented. We've never had a market this bad. Well, it turns out we have and in fact, we do on a fairly frequent basis. Now, it's not every day that we have a bear market, but if we look back at the last, say, 75 years, we've had a market correction, that's a loss of at least 10%, more than 25 times, and we've had 12 bear markets, not including the current one. And what that means is that over the last 75 years, say from World War II to today, We've had either a market correction, a loss of 10%, or a bear market, a decline of at least 20% every other year. This is not a once-in-a-lifetime a occurrence. It's going to happen in the future just like it's happened in the past, and that's important to understand. On the one hand, it may seem maybe a little discouraging. It's like, gee, thanks, Rob. You've told me that I can expect this sort of thing every other year. Well, it's not always this bad, but yeah, we can expect a correction or bear market on average about every other year, but there's an opportunity there. If we do the right things with our portfolio during market corrections and bear markets, it can have tremendous value to our portfolio over the long term. The other thing to keep in mind is that even as a retiree, say someone who's today 65 and they're planning on a 30-year retirement, you can expect to go through a market correction or bear market as many as 15 times during your retirement. We have to be prepared 
to, to address the bear markets and the corrections in the appropriate way. We won't know exactly when they happen. We certainly can't predict the events that caused them to happen. No one would have predicted the coronavirus, I don't think, six months ago. Just like if we go back to 2008 and 2009, that financial crisis was also un unprecedented. But we can know that these corrections and bear markets will occur. They will occur on a regular basis. And how we handle those corrections is vitally important to our investments, our wealth, and uh, our money in retirement. So let's look at four steps we can take right now to make sure our portfolio is set up so that we can invest with confidence even when the market is down by five or 10% in a single day. There are four things. The first one is to make sure you have an investment plan. You may have heard of an asset allocation plan. It sounds complicated, it's not. It's really just a recipe for your investments. If you think about a recipe, what's it tell us? It tells us what ingredients we're going to use, and how much of each ingredient we need. An investment plan is really the same thing. If you think about your 401k or an IRA, for example, an investment plan would simply tell you how much of your money you're going to invest in stocks and how much of your money you're going to invest in bonds. Now, in retirement, the types of investment plans that I've seen most frequently have generally around 50% in stocks and the rest in uh, bonds and cash. Now, that's not a hard and, and fast rule. Uh, asset allocation is as much, frankly, art as it is science. I've seen some retirees that have a 60-40 portfolio. Some get a little more conservative and have a 40-60 portfolio. But here's the thing. While there's no one right asset allocation plan for everyone, having a plan is vitally important. Why? It takes the emotions out of our decisions. When we see a stock market fall like it has over the last few weeks, we don't have to ask ourselves, how are we going to invest our money? Where are we going to put it? Are we going to sell stocks or bonds? We already know. We have an investment plan. And the investment plan shouldn't change based on the market conditions. So for example, a retiree with an investment plan of 50% in stocks and 50% in bonds should stick to that plan regardless of what the market is doing whether like now, unfortunately, it's going down quite a lot, or even in the bull markets when it's going up a lot. So having a plan will take the emotions out of the decisions, it'll take the uncertainty out of the decisions, and it will help you weather difficult markets like what we're going through right now. Now, the second thing, and this is really important for those in retirement, is to have cash set aside out of your investments that you'll need to fund your living expenses. So before we retire, of course, we're living off of our income, but once we retire and we start to live off our investments, it's important that we have enough cash and short-term investments set aside to cover, in my view, the next five years of living expenses. Now, that doesn't all have to be in a savings account. Uh, some of it could be in a, in a, in a checking account, some of the savings account, possibly short-term certificates of deposit. You could even keep some in very short-term U.S. Uh, government bond mutual funds. But the key is we don't want to invest money in the stock market that we're going to need to use to live on within the next five years. And frankly, I think that's a good rule for everyone to live by. 
If you're gonna need money within the next five years, whether as a retiree to live on, or maybe you're saving for a house to buy in a couple of years, that money shouldn't be invested in the stock market. Why? Well, the current events uh, answer that question for us. For us, We know that the stock market can decline very quickly and by a lot. And if we're gonna need the money in the short term, we don't want it in the stock market where it could easily lose, as we're seeing, 20% or more in a relatively short period of time. Now, in the case of someone, say in their 20s or 30s, saving for a home, if they had their money in the stock market, it might just delay when they could purchase a home. But in retirement, we're talking about living expenses and we can't, we can't risk that money. So it's incredibly important for, for retirees to have, again, I believe five years of living expenses in cash or other uh, highly stable conservative investments like short-term U.S. Uh, government bonds. All right, so once you have your asset allocation plan or your investment plan set, and once you know you've got your, your living expenses for the next several years set aside in cash, the third thing to think about are your investment fees. Now, fees come in separate, several different forms. There'll be fees associated with mutual funds. There'll also be fees uh, that advisors will charge if you use someone to help you with your investments. The thing to keep in mind is that even seemingly small fees, say 1% for an investment advisor, can have a significant effect on your portfolio. Now, one way to think about it for those in retirement is to compare that fee to how much of your investment portfolio you're spending each year. You may have heard of the 4% rule. The idea behind it is, is simple, that a retiree in the first year of his or her retirement can spend 4% of their, their nest egg. And then after that, they can increase that amount by the rate of inflation from year to year. But imagine if 1% has to go to an investment advisor. That's gonna significantly reduce how much you have to spend each year. And over a long period of time, even a seemingly small investment fee like 1% can end up reducing the value of your portfolio by tens of thousands of dollars or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's really important to check the investment fees associated with both your investments, like your mutual funds, and any fees that you're paying an advisor. Now, I understand that some folks want help with their investments. The good news is, is there are low cost ways to get that help. I'll leave links in the discussion below this video to some resources, but for example, Vanguard, a mutual fund company, offers investment advisory services for just 0.3%. Now, the fourth and final thing that I think retirees should seriously look at is rebalancing your portfolio. You may start, for example, with a portfolio of 50% stocks and 50% bonds, but as the market changes, particularly recently as it's changed so dramatically, your actual, actual portfolio has probably moved significantly away from your plan. And in my case, that's absolutely happened. I have a portfolio of 70% stocks, 30% bonds, and I checked it yesterday and the stock allocation was down to 65%. I haven't looked today, the market was down again, but I suspect I'm now down to the low 60s in my, my stock allocation. So how will I address that? Well. I'll focus on my retirement accounts because I can buy and sell investments 
inside my 401ks and IRAs without tax consequences. And I'll sell enough of my bond investments and move them over to my stock mutual fund investments to bring my, my investments back to my investment plan of a 70-30. Again, that helps me take all of the emotion out of the decisions. I'm simply following a plan and I'm gonna follow that plan regardless of what the market is doing. The other thing it allows me to do is to allocate more money back into stocks. It can be painful in the short term as the market's falling, but what we know is that eventually, just like bull markets end, like our 11-year bull market just ended, bear markets end too. And we know that the years following a bear market can be some of the best markets for investors. And by rebalancing my investments and putting more money into stocks as their value falls, I'm buying those shares at a lower and lower cost. In the short term, it'll be a little painful, but in the long term, it can help grow your portfolio more than if you just left it alone. Now, I promised to cover two tools that I use that I think can be very helpful to you to monitor your portfolio, track your asset allocation, even evaluate the fees that you're paying. The first is called Personal Capital. It's a free tool that I have used for many years. Uh, it's an online tool. You can connect all of your investment accounts, including 401ks and IRAs. You can also connect credit cards and bank accounts. The nice thing about personal capital is it brings all of your finances into one place. You can evaluate your budget. I use it for budgeting month to month. You can evaluate your cash flow. One of the nice features I like is that you can track your dividend income. And that's, of, of course, particularly important for retirees. But for our purposes, it also allows you to evaluate your asset allocation and the fees that you're paying. In fact, it has a tool called the Fee Analyzer that will not only show you the fees associated with your investments, but it will show you how that will impact the value of your portfolio over the long term. And finally, it has an excellent retirement planner. I think it's great for folks of any age, but even in retirement, it'll allow you to look at how your portfolio uh, will change over time based on the assumptions you enter into the planner, including how much of your portfolio you're going to spend each year. It even allows you to uh, factor in inflation and any one-time purchases you may, you may make, like for example, a trip. Probably you don't have planned in the near term, but maybe you do uh, in the future. It's a great tool. And again, it's free. I'll have a link to it uh, below, in the, below this video in the discussion. The other tool that I use regularly is Morningstar, morningstar.com. Uh, it uh, has uh, free tools that allow you to evaluate any mutual fund. You can very quickly see what the fees are associated with the mutual fund, the types of investments it makes. You can track your portfolio in Morningstar. Now, unlike personal capital, it's not automated. You tend to enter your portfolio by hand, but it gives you a wealth of information. Now, if you do want to pay for their premium service, you can get even additional information. One tool that I like that comes with a premium membership is what they call their X-ray tool. It actually goes into each mutual fund, evaluates all of the investments that are inside each mutual fund and shows that to you so you can get a complete picture of your portfolio. I kind of view Morningstar as a somewhat more advanced tool, uh, but still uh, very helpful. And uh, it's something that, I, again, along with personal capital, I've used for many years. Again, you'll find links to those tools as well as all of the resources I've mentioned in this video 
uh, below in the discussion. If you have any questions, please leave comments below. I will be uh, watching and, and happy to respond to any questions that you have. And uh, look, I know that this is a scary time. It's not just the stock market. Uh, the coronavirus, uh, businesses are closing, um, and we're scared, you know, nervous about the economy. And I understand that. But I think uh, if we take these steps, have a plan, monitor our costs, rebalance when it makes sense, make sure we have a sufficient cash cushion to handle our living expenses for at least five years when we're in retirement, it will put us in a good position to handle even difficult markets with confidence. Hope you enjoyed the video. Until next time, remember, the best thing money can buy is financial freedom.